Welcome back to Diamnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. Whoa, and I'm your other host, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. And today, it's, it's not as dark as the last episode. Nope. <laughs> the last episode got <laughs> super got, dark. It got real. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, we're recording this immediately after. So now you know. Um, but today, we are going to be talking about underrated spells and basically one for each level. And today, we're looking at the gamer. And this article is brought to us by Nima Dabirian Tarani. Also, Nima, I just want to say right off the bat, amazing. There's some amazing banner art for this, which is a giant flaming devil with an axe that is all fire. And it it's very intense and very cool looking. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool as heck. Uh... So, but today, like I said, they there is a spell per level. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start at the end because I feel like that'll leave more space for talking about spells that you're more likely to use right. um, rather than a ninth, eighth, or seventh level spell because most campaigns don't go that direction. Yeah, so we'll start with the ninth level, uh, which... <laughs> All right, so number one in reverse order. So we're looking at weird, uh, which is a ninth level spell, the word weird. Uh, so this spell is interesting. Uh, so as uh, as Nima says in this article, um, there's basically nothing that can compete with wish or power word kill uh, for ninth level spells. But one of the spells that often gets overshadowed is weird. And I agree with this. So weird, basically you create like, so it's building on all of the illusion spells, right? That kind of transform the environment and stuff. But like weird has, it's some ridiculous, I don't know off the top of my head. I, I feel like it's like at least 10 miles or something around you. You like turn into hideous like nightmare terrain that is shaped like in bizarre psychic ways so this is how you would make something like you know you know like riley from you know the mythos mm -hmm. canon or something uh and everybody yeah everybody's frightened in this area uh and there's psychic damage that's getting dealt out so it's it's a massive bizarre nightmare spell <laughs> um so i yeah i mean i i agree and I think it would be definitely a cool choice to rival something like Power Word Kill, certainly. Or for some GMs who don't appreciate Wish being in their games <laughs> and maybe don't <laughs> allow it. Yeah, the the uses make me think of when Thanos has the reality stone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they go into like where the collector is and he, you know, the either the darker or basically covering up the darker version that's there, but you, you know, something akin to that. Um, and like you said, once you're, once you're dabbling in ninth level spells, part of it is also being able to affect a large yeah. number of NPCs right. at the same time with something like this. Yeah. So, I mean, I do feel like I've definitely used weird as a GM, like with monsters that have weird, I think it's a, it's a really good spell. So maybe even if your players aren't going to be looking at it, definitely look at it for, you know, if you have an archfey like villain, weird is the perfect spell, or you have some, you know, horrific lich that wants to like terrorize players before they get to the final fight. This is a killer spell to have in your repertoire for sure. Yeah, I also think of like, you know, those big battle scenarios and there's so many uses because you can, because it's also, what are you turning it into? It's like the narrative right. moment that becomes what that player uses the spell for is also really, really interesting. 
Okay, cool. Good pick. Good pick for ninth level. Definitely underrated for sure. So now we have telepathy. So I'm actually pulling this one up because I'm just trying to check on some of the uses. One action, duration 24 hours, and you create a telepathic link between yourself and a willing creature which you, with which you are familiar. Yep. So this basically, I mean, it takes, there are other telepathy things. So like Rary's telepathic bond, I think it's third or fourth that connects a few creatures. But the thing on this is the 24 hours is huge and it's not concentration so that's i mean that's killer right if you're sneaking around somewhere or you're dealing with a final boss and you know you can be 300 feet away on the field as you're like battling dragons in the air and you can telepathically communicate with your party and like yeah that's pretty killer (laughs) and it's everything because that's the other thing is that you're not it's not just you know words popping up on a screen this is i can send images sounds smells full basically my full sensory experience i can communicate with the other person across the entire plane of existence mind you yeah and also hidden in here too it's uh enables any creature with an intelligence score of at least one to understand the meaning of your words. So it transcends language or even like creature, like intelligent beasts might be able to understand what you're saying, like without, so, you know, it also rolls in like tongues and comprehend languages and all of that, like awaken. So yeah, there's a lot of layers built into this for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously DM, DM fiat as to what familiarity means but this isn't a touch spell this is just a do spell and as long as they're on the same plane of existence and you're familiar with them you're done you're connected this is also cool because this is kind of like in lord of the rings you know when sauron starts spying on frodo like this is totally what this is right it's like you could do this as a villain to a pc to like connect to them and that's just a constant thing that you have to fight or you know manipulate because there's no save either yeah. I mean, it does say willing creature. So like True. it, but also, I mean, with some trickery, like, I feel like there are a lot of ways to get around that. So is it willing because you put on the silver ring that, you know, is required to the material yeah. component? Or is this like, do you convince like you're somebody else? Like there's no barrier against deception uh, involved in this process. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. Okay, what's the, yeah, we'll work our way down. So don't worry. So for, for seventh level, what do we have? Okay, so for seventh level, we are looking at sequester. Okay, the caster can make one object or willing creature invisible and safe from every form of divination magic. Okay, so it's like better non-detection, but why is it better than non-detection? Let me see. Okay, okay, so all right. So you... A willing creature or object can be hidden away, safe from detection. It becomes invisible and it can't be targeted by divination spells or perceived through scrying sensors, anything. So in the creature, it falls into a state of suspended animation. Time ceases to flow for it. It doesn't grow older. Uh, You can set a condition for the spell to end early, like after 1000 years, this will wake up. So this, this is cool. So this is like one of those big narrative spells right that like kicks off the beginning of a campaign i feel like right like if a an ancient hero or you know some legend of zelda stuff like ancient hero sleeps in temple of time for 10 years and then when older is comes back to like 
free the land, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get why you wouldn't pick this as a character again, because like, when is this really going to come up? Right. But like as an NPC or as a villain, like this is awesome. So it's wizard. So it could be also one that you have that you then or the one that you go get that you then do something with. Right. Right. You know, as a narrative element of like, is this the way that I could does doing this mess with the lich's phylactery in a way? Right. Does this, you know, I, you know, I need to do this to make the MacGuffin disappear or like you said, Mm -hmm. or like, this is how we save, you know, Irina from like Strahd's notice. Right. Like that kind of stuff. Um, Although it does seem a bummer when it's a creature, not an object, because all time ceases to flow for it. it, Well, it says creature or an object. No, but when it's a creature, I just feel like that's a bit of a like, that's a bit of a bummer. Like, like, what does that mean? Like what, you know, what do you choose for that yeah. to mean being the DM? Like, does that mean that they just, they're there and they're still experiencing things? Oh my or God. Do they, <gasps> Whoa. Do they wake up horrible. and it's just a hundred years later? Oh my God. Like, that's some like the mummy stuff. You know, you put them in the, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Wake up angry. Yeah, I, I, oh I've God. lasted for an epoch. Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like when you, you yeah, know, so dig up a vampire that's been stuck in his coffin for a thousand years and you're like ha ha yeah <laughs> that never goes well <laughs> hmm no they're usually very frustrated about the experience yeah yeah for yeah, sure so that yeah oh no yeah that's rough good that a that's a good pick fun. that's a good pick all right what, what are we looking at for six find the path ah uh, so six level spell casting time one minute and duration is one day it allows you to find the shortest most direct physical route to a specific fixed location that you're familiar with. Yeah. So that's, I mean, again, yeah, this is pretty situational, but I would imagine this would be clutch in very certain circumstances. I mean, yeah. Like if you're going through, you've been cast into an endless labyrinth, like, wow, would this be useful? Or like you're stuck in maybe, I feel like maybe in a plane hopping campaign, this would be really good. So if you're doing something like planescape or spell jam or right, where, you might be trapped in these planes where nothing makes sense and there are no real directions. So something like this would be like psychically taking you beyond, right? Like, oh, turn left here, you know, rather than Google Maps, this is like the only way out of some like seriously bad situations. It has enough verbiage in there to be an interesting trade-off between the players and the dungeon master in the sense that it says it's the shortest, most direct route not the safest not the safest <laughs> yeah so so that i feel like that's a fair trade like yeah. hey you've gotten lost in this dungeon but you've you've prepared the exact spell that you need to prepare for but at the same time i can then put things in front of you because again it's direct it's not right. safe yeah you yeah walk through the wall of fire that's the shortest way out right like yeah It'll be fine. that's an interesting one i i feel like maybe having this as a scroll would be cool or like if it making it a ritual spell. Yeah. All right. I see. I see the case. So number five for our fifth level spell. What do we have? We have creation, which is an interesting one. I agree that this is wild. And I think people who like games like Minecraft and stuff would really imagine amazing ways to use this spell. But I think most people like by the time you're getting fifth level spell, being able to summon non-magical stuff like gear, ropes, tools, sledgehammers, you know, all this stuff. 
I feel like you don't really need that so much, like when you're at the point when you can cast fifth level spells. Yeah, because like even in its highest version, it's adamantine or mithril, but it only lasts for a minute. A minute, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, the examples are if the fighter lost their sword in the lava or their armor was destroyed by rust monsters, one use of this spell can equip them. I'm like, listen, if you are in a party as a fifth level spellcaster with a fighter who doesn't have magic stuff that isn't destroyed by either of those things, you might need to rethink your adventuring party. Yeah, because you're ninth level at that point. Yeah, but like narratively, I mean, this is this is a really powerful thing, like for interacting with the world and NPCs, because I mean, yeah, you can feed an entire village right with creation or and perform like literal (laughs) miracles. So I can see it from that side, but I I would have to disagree. I think this is probably an under chosen spell for pretty good reason. (laughs) Solid reason. Yeah, for solid. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, definitely has uses if you are less than kind as a character and you just don't mind lying and hope they yeah. don't catch you. Yeah. And then also, I mean, if you if you're in a game like and you just want to break economy, like, yeah, summon stuff and sell it uh, if you're that guy. But nobody likes playing with that guy. So yep. don't do it. Uh, I've got these great gems right here. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Someone must have stolen it. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm, yeah, I could leave that one. I could leave that one off the list. But what's at five? Fourth level, we have compulsion. Mm-hmm. So basically, mm-hmm. powerful bard spells such as, you know, is overshadowed by spells like polymorph or greater invisibility. Yeah. Right Fourth level so, is a very those. big, big level. Yeah. But it can help. I mean, I, I get it. These are always tough, though. Like we've, we've discussed it before that spells like this are tough. I feel like they're not as tough um, coming from the players, but certainly being used on the players. This is a tough go. But yes, um, they cert- it, compulsion does have its situations, certainly. So let's see. So wisdom save and basically a target automatically succeeds on the saving throw if it can't be charmed. Um, But uh, on a failed saving throw, you are affected. And until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your turns to designate a direction that you would like them to go. Yeah. And so basically they just have to spend as much of their movement as possible each round while they're affected, going in whatever direction you tell them to go. But I feel like what weakens this is that a target isn't compelled to move into an obviously deadly hazard, such as a fire or pit, but it will provoke opportunity attacks. I feel like for fourth level, this spell would be really good if you could just make people run into whatever you want. So make an army run off a cliff or, you know, like that sort of stuff. I feel like I feel like that would maybe justify it being on this list. But as written, it's got so many qualifiers in it already that weaken it. Like just forcing somebody to spend their movement isn't great because most of the time creatures are designed with at least one ranged attack built in. Yeah. Dead stop, you know? Yeah, because I couldn't get you. Now that I'm thinking more about it, like I wouldn't be that mad or I wouldn't feel that bad using this on a player. Yeah. To like the fighters there or the wizards there and I use compulsion and then I make the, you know, it's no different than a stunned condition for multiple rounds. Right. Because like they would still probably be able to hit you with something for at least two rounds. Right. If somebody's standing by you, you moved them away 30 feet. Next round, you moved it 30 feet more. I mean, 60 feet is still within range of most like martial weapons. So, yeah. Just make them run off. 
Just make yeah. them go, go away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get I, out yeah, of here. I, I think this one is a miss. This one is a miss for me as well. The other ones were good, but yeah. This next one, though. Yeah, at third level, we have plant growth, which I do agree with. I think this is very good. Um, and Nima points out that this is very powerful spell in and out of combat. And so basically it enriches land in a half mile radius to produce more food for one year. That's one of the uses, which is amazing. Great way to like, you know, pay a village to help you or something like you could walk around saving crops. Amazing. So, yeah, if the party comes upon a town with a drought, a single eight hour casting the spell, help the people for a year. Like, obviously, obviously great. And then also in combat uh, with one action, the spell will turn all plants in 100 feet radius, which is huge into extremely difficult terrain, uh, reducing movement speed, and the caster can designate what areas stay clear, like as the spell is ongoing. So the party is fine, but hitting everything else with difficult terrain in such a huge radius, yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's that's good. That is very yeah. good. I was gonna say correct bad me, news. Yeah, correct me or, if I'm wrong, yeah. this is like yeah. double difficult though. Because this isn't difficult that it cuts your speed in half, yeah, so your movement speed is is in half. Yeah. This cuts it into a quarter. Oh, God. That's Because a creature awful. moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot they move. Whoa. So, yeah. So, this is even worse than difficult terrain. Whoa. And it's got a 150-foot range? Yeah, which is nuts. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So and you so the range is 150 feet and you choose a point within 150 feet and yeah. from that point a hundred uh -huh. foot radius centered on that so that's a 200 by 200 uh. foot what the heck potential for third level that's that's great that's amazing and they're giving this to just about anybody. Yeah. Bard, Give Druid, Ranger, Circle of the Land, Nature Domain, Oath of the Ancients, the Archfey, Circle of Wildfire. Yeah. This is good. This is good. This is a great. Yeah. And this is very underrated because third level also has some other, you know, attractive yeah. options. That Certainly. people are like all hot for fireball and, you know, you want your dispel magic and your counter spell. And, but this the is this is a really and, good pick. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. And then, like you said, the out of combat one, a half mile radius. For a year, the crops are great. Like, what a bargaining chip, right? Yeah, because, I mean, eight hours, I mean, if you're somewhere where you're even thinking about it, like, you're going to have the eight hours, and then you spend that, like, a lot, you know. Right. It's between adventures, probably, right? Before you go on one or after one, right? Bribing a village to help you by saying, I can make your crops awesome for a year, like, what a power play, right? Like, yeah. who isn't going to, you know, get that? Any town council, a yeah. governor, a mayor, like farmers, like all your stock standard NPCs, a lord of a castle who'd want, you know, his lands to flourish. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, this is one that, yeah, this is yeah, probably absolutely. Like the standout We're back. One. We're back, Nima. This is good. Yeah. Well, Heck I yeah. mean, they're, they're in the order they're in. And like, I feel like you're, you know, based on the, the spells that are or are not available, each one of those are either harder or easier. And I feel like that was a pretty easy choice because yeah. that one is, yeah. that's good. That's good. That's good. Ooh, Second the next level. one. What do we have? Uh, 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 oh, boy. Skyrite, <laughs> which I... I don't like that Skyrite is second level. It feels very harsh, but I guess when you objectively look at it, it is pretty cool to be able to write 
a message in the sky that people can see for miles around. So mm-hmm. I feel like it is really situational, but like when you need it and you have it, yeah, this is probably pretty killer. You cause up to 10 words to form in part of the sky you can see. The words appear to be made of cloud and remain in the sky for the spell's duration, which was an hour. <laughs> a strong wind can disperse the clouds and end the spell early, which I think is funny. But I mean, even if you had code, like some code, so that, like, you know, again, you're thinking of like these large scale battles or things like that. I think about like Dragonlance coming out in the War of the yeah. Dragons and, and things like that, of the ability to communicate across the, like basically the entire battlefield what is or isn't happening. That's really impressive. Yeah. And I feel like also you could. A tricky rogue, uh, perhaps, uh, could, or just a cunning sort, could really use this to their benefit to scare people and intimidate them and make them think, like, the gods are mad or something, you know? It's it's a lot of flash. It's a lot of flash that I feel like you could use to pretty decent effect. I like it. Yeah. Level one, we have illusory script. Hmm. <laughs> this might seem very useless, but you can hide a secret message and things. Again, I think this this does um, has a lot more narrative legs than it does anything else. Yeah, I feel like if you're playing maybe an intrigue campaign or something of that nature, or something that's really big into criminal messages. Basically, if you use thieves can't a lot in your game, I feel like mm-hmm. illusory script will fit well in your game. I think it's very cool to use, again, as a GM, like leaving clues for people with illusory script. Like, how cool is it? You turn on detect magic and then boom, you see a message written on a wall. Like, that's really cool. We all know how how attracted we were to spy pens as children. Like, that's, Mm, you know, that's that whole experience. But actually taking it and, you know, leaving those messages and relying on your GM to share that joy. I don't I don't know. Yeah, situational for sure. Yeah, like you said, if the, if there is some element of secrecy and you know that there's someone that like needs to follow behind you for some reason, because it lasts for 10 days once you do that. But yeah, again, really situational to the campaign level, not necessarily mm-hmm. just the single instance. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, da- we're down to the end. Oh, no. We have, we're down to the, ki- the cantrip. <sighs> okay. So the cantrip... <laughs> is true strike and i'm stuck on the opinion that is expressed in the first sentence which is this spell is famous for being the worst spell in the player's handbook and i agree (laughs) still um so because it wastes a whole action to get advantage on the first attack next turn so yeah it's rough if True Strike was a bonus action, as God intended, True Strike would be a, <laughs> an amazing spell. But and it's oh yeah, and it's just me too. Yeah, it's just you. I'm you giving can't up cast my it on action. anyone else. Yeah, your action, so you can have advantage. So it's really pretty much never makes any sense to not just try and attack. Yeah, it's a terrible spell. Unless yeah, the only thing I could think is that. And I assume these are the things that are said in the article. It could be intense social interactions that are leading yeah. to a fight. So I think the, the only, yeah. So I think you must point out the only situation or the situation where this is clutch, which is the only way I can think of is if, you know, things are escalating uh, and basically you are the character who's going to like pop this off and see and start the fight. Right. But then you only get one. And like what, how often do you get that kind of, 
setup unless you're running around picking a lot yeah, of fights. And, yeah, and the other is an arcane trickster where basically you're setting yourself up to be able to get sneak attack in no other way. Yeah. But this so it says attack your first attack roll, but that means it can't be a spell either though, right? Uh or at first attack next turn. I'm not sure attack would imply that it can be a spell, but um let me see. Because I feel like it, you do need your first attack roll against the target. So that could be a spell. Spell attack roll. Okay. Um, so if you're doing something like Shocking Grasp or Fireball or whatever. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if there if there was something you just really wanted to land, like, it's a real... Because that's your only other scenario. Yeah. Is I'm going to spend this action in my cantrip to set up the really big spell that I have. Because those are always those are always the bummer when it's basically, you know, the save or suck kind of thing yeah. but also this one in effect do anything for those spells that have a save because you could only use it on spells that require a spell attack roll so which are mostly yeah, cantrips so it's, so it's like which are yeah also lower level spells yeah i was trying to think if there were any higher level spells that require you to try and hit i mean i think it is absolutely still the worst spell in the php i i don't think you've convinced me nima i'm sorry <laughs> i don't I don't think I think this is another one that's like underrated for a reason. What's interesting. Yeah, what's interesting is that there aren't, you know, I feel like we've both figured out two ways that this works is the cantrip is either a bonus action. Yeah. Or I can cast it on someone else. And I think both of those things would elevate it to a pretty substantial level because I always think about guiding bolt where I can hit you do 46 and then the next attack roll made against you from anybody has advantage and that's yeah. only a first level spell i know i think in in the venture man's campaign guide my fate domain cleric can use true strike as a bonus action <laughs> like specifically that was yeah. one of like your first level thing because it's like oh yeah you get the insight right of, of fate and that's uh, so it's great when you can do it like that but yeah that's it's just got too many little mechanical hang-ups right now um, it'll be interesting if True Strike makes it in its current form into one D and D. We'll see. But there you go. Thank you, Nima, for Thank those. You, it Nima. was a great conversation. And if you like that conversation, you can always head over and leave us a rating or review at your podcatcher of choice. It is always a benefit to us. Yes. And of course, if you want to reach out about anything else on the show, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at dmnastics, me personally at cconowich, and Neil at jotemoniac. And for everything else on the network, you can visit blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. A huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. And you can find more about Bombarded at bombardedcast.com. But with that, let's head to the post workout cool down and stretch with. The light bulb. Light bulb. Celeste, what do you have for us today? I have some very cool maps to to talk to you about. So this is something that I recently got a promo copy of these maps, and they're very cool. So they're epic battle maps. Uh, which these things are designed by... So these are books, uh, so Epic Battle Maps by Guy Schlanders. The thing about these is they're like these spiral-bound books 
but they're about the size of like a standard piece of paper. So nine by 11 inch. And the thing is, when you open it up, they fold out to be really long battle maps. So they're like a table runner style battle map, which I found is actually amazingly useful because if you don't know the size of the table you're going to be playing on, having a thinner map actually is really, really useful. So if you want to play like in a bar or, you know, a restaurant or just like a normal size table that doesn't have like that double width so you can see players all around it and have a gigantic map, you can get one of these. So they fold out and there's like a great selection in there. And what's very cool is about half the maps in this are designed so if you have two of these books, you can unfold them, lay them next to each other, and they actually transform into full-size battle maps. So you can just use it with the one book, or you can go ahead, and if you buy two of these things, you can combine, mix, and match to build these, like, big standard size maps and they look great together right uh together or separate it's honestly like magic the first time i put two of them together and i saw how it worked and it created like a town square i was like this is wild but so it's super thoughtful and some really great maps in here and again they're they're paper so they're really light and they've got that great like spiral bound so this is totally something you can put in a backpack and like just be ready for a game so Really great. I've been getting a lot of value. And they're dry erase too, so you can dry draw right on them. Yeah, uh, super great stuff. I was a big fan and very impressed with with the like two-in-one kind of design. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, perfect. We'll have a link to those in the show notes as well. That way, again, the epic encounters last time, epic battle maps this time. So you're all set. We're so epic. It's all so epic. Epic. <laughs> yeah, with that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. And to do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net, try some DM Nastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? <laughs>